This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving. Yep. <laughs> You're out of practice. You didn't do your... Or whatever it is. Yeah, I was thinking about which I couldn't remember which one I was supposed to do now, the splash or the uh, metal sounds, and I, then uh, I thought of a racist joke involving metal sounds, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's that's a really weird joke. How that where'd that come from? And then next thing I know, you're talking. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this is dumpster diving where we look at something Ching! horrible from the past. Uh, I'm going to save up all the, all the off color jokes that get cut out of this program. And then eventually one day we'll, we'll be canceled. I'll release them on Patreon or something. We'll get canceled. I feel that you don't cut those out though. Well, not always. (laughs) I I think I hear every one of them. My, uh, my dad's nickname for you. Uh, I'd cut that out. Oh, I don't know that you've ever said that on here. I don't think so, no. Uh, but anyway, so... It was not flattering. No. Or accurate? I don't think so. I've never done a 23 and me test. He just he just did it because it rhymed and he thought that was funny? I feel that was... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that that was the joke part for him. <laughs> yeah, he was not a... a... To, me, to, me, to me, I just didn't get it. It was like, okay, that's just not... It's not even funny. <laughs> right? Well, you know, it's funny. I asked him when he was younger, or I mean, I asked him, well, when he was alive, I asked him uh, what, uh, you know, if anybody made fun of him when he was younger, or it was something about his middle name, because his middle name was Cheever, right? And I, I can't confirm that, no. And <laughs> it was, I have the birth certificate. But anyway, so his middle name was Cheever, and I asked him if he liked that name, and he said, no, I hate it. And I said, why? And he said, well, when I was a kid, kids used to make fun of me because of that name. And I said, how? And he'd be like, John Cheater. <laughs> and I just laughed. What? I just laughed at his face. And I was like, that just makes me feel bad for your bullies. <laughs> they couldn't come <laughs> up with anything better than Cheater? Like, what the? Right. I guess that was, like, so offensive. Like, you know, oh, my, oh my <laughs> heavens. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my good stars. <laughs> I can't. Don't let the teacher get a word of this. He he doth went there. <laughs> that that was a spirited clapback. Reginald. And out of anger, your dad uh, broke a pencil over his knee. <laughs> and then the audible gasps, uh, you know, were just uh, everywhere. Oh my god! Oh yeah, John Cheater. What a what a sick burn. What a scoundrel. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of scoundrels, whoever created the show t- Sabrina the Teenage Witch is quite a scoundrel. Who directed this episode? That's what I want to know. Because this is some I of the feel we- they just let the cameras stay on. This was some of the weirdest directing I- I'd ever seen. This there were more cuts in this than Liam Neeson going over the fence and taken. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it was like go much darker there. No. <laughs> No, speaking of uh, off-color jokes, there, there's, uh, there were, there was no coverage like shot in this episode at all. So it's like they're upstairs 
uh, she's talking to her aunts, and then it's like, smash cut, we're downstairs. You know, we don't need to fucking see her leave the room or walk down the stairs. And it's like that every transition was like that. It was just harsh transition, harsh transition. Yeah, I, I feel like we need to explain what we're talking about a bit first. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, watch, I don't remember what this episode's called. It's, uh, an episode of Sabrina, some would say Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, uh, Somebody's not the not more recent dream- one that came out on Netflix. Right. Jenny's Not So Dream or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So, but it was, uh, it was by, um, not the one that recently came out on Netflix, but the one in the 2000s or late 90s, I guess, on, uh, ABC. 19, September 27th, 1996 to April 24th, 2003. I didn't look that up. I just oh, have that's... that knowledge off the top of my head. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, regardless, it's, it's, uh, it was, uh, I don't understand how it was on so long. This is the very first season and the show is already, like, just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've caught bits of it over the years. Did you ever regularly watch this uh, one yourself, Mark? No, I never. Uh, my wife likes this show a lot for some reason, and I never actually watched the show. Right, like like you, I might have seen maybe you know like five or ten minutes of an episode here or there way back when when it was actually on the air, but I never actually like sat down and watched an episode. Yeah, I feel like uh, this is just like one of those shows that was like on in syndication or something. Because I always heard like a joke about this that like uh, you know if you like take a drink every time the cat talks uh, by like the later seasons you'll be dead or whatever. Uh huh. But this is the first season and that cat never shuts the fuck up. Like the entire time it's talking, it's 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 a torrent of uh, language from the cat. Yeah, voiced by Nick Bakai. I don't know who that is. I only remember him from... I think he's supposed to be a comedian or something, but I only remember him from... Uh, he did some NFL films, uh, you know, like uh, just different like retrospectives and stuff like that for NFL films. That Gotcha. That's what I know him from. I feel like uh, he almost sounds like Greg Proops a little bit to me. I don't little, know why, but he yeah. kind of has a little bit of that quality. Okay, I thought the voice sounded like familiar to me, but I, the name uh, Nick Bukaki does not sound familiar at all. So. <laughs> Sorry, a little more harsh than Cheater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Cheater Bukaki. Now you really got him. <laughs> this guy's a fucking cheater. Now the salt's really in that wound. <laughs> That's my new uh, ultimate insult. Oh, yeah? Oh, this guy's a cheater. <laughs> Just like you, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, I don't know. This, I don't really understand. Okay, so... She's like a, apparently she's a witch, um, and then she lives with her aunts who are also witches, and I guess, like, nobody knows her witches. Kind of like a, what do you call it, bewitch kind of thing, but with, like, more yes. people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know how old uh, Melissa Joan Hart is in this episode, but she's, like, showing, like, a surprisingly lot, large amount of skin for some reason. Oh, really? I didn't really notice. Yeah, she's, like, wearing, like, a, like almost like a, a shirt that like, goes over, like, her stomach. I mean, I'm no, I'm just surprised that Disney would put something on there or that it wouldn't be protested at the, in the side period? Well, as you kind of suspected, uh, I know CBS Studios actually uh, produced this at Viacom. Uh, it was a syndicated show. Now, it did air originally on ABC. ABC is the one that, that bought the syndication rights for it. Um, but then uh, it uh, transitioned to the WB. So That's never good. She Melissa Joan Hart would have been twenty in the first season. She was born in nineteen seventy six. Oh, thank God for that. 
Uh, but yeah, this uh, this episode is the like you said the the whole series is where I, I only recently found out that Sabrina is related to Archie Comics. Yeah, I, I knew that because I had read you know Archie more extensively than you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found weird about this whole thing though is like I, I think that the this could probably I'm not I'm not exaggerating in this in any way, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this entire script could be written by one person in one sitting. That's how yes. bad this show. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it's, it never at any point is, I mean, I, I think you picked this one and you said as much before we went on the air, and by on the air I mean uh, on the recording, um, that you picked it because uh, Pendulette and, uh, and Teller are in it, and that's, you know, I, I am a big fan of them. Um, and I, I think they actually had quite a role on the show. I think they were both on there a lot, like, because I remember, like, Penn talking about it, like, on his podcast or radio show, how he was on... Because I think his character is like the head of the witches council, which I assume comes into play quite a bit. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, this is only the first season. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was looking for the episode they were on because this is one of those ones that I like. I was like, I remember seeing uh, Penn and Teller on this ep- on a sh- on Sabrina one time, and he was doing some kind of workout or, or something like that. And so I tried to look it up by, hey, what episode? of Sabrina the Teenage Witch was, you know, uh, Penn Jaletta. <laughs> and they, it was like uh, first appearance, last appearance. I'm like, oh, my God, he was on more than one. <laughs> so then I finally found the episode that I was that I was looking for. But, yeah, he it wasn't even his first appearance. Apparently, he his first appearance is the pilot of the show. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, he's uh, yeah. Apparently, he plays the the head of the Dre- I think it was Drell. Yeah, Drell, the head of the Witches Council. And um, Teller is his silent uh, assistant, basically. This is kind of weird because, like in this, uh, in this, like the witches, from what I can tell, aren't like these, like you know, foreboding, like you know, evil, uh, you know, atrociously women who, like you know, mm-hmm. steal your children. They're like they're almost like like prankster spirits, you know. Like that's they're yep. it's they're almost like the spirit of like a cartoon is what these things are. Yep. It's like basically they're this this show is basically a living cartoon. Yeah, exactly. It is. And then they made a cartoon of this too, by the way. And it was probably better than the show. I would, it would ha- almost have to be. But so in this episode, Sabrina's having her friend Jenny over um, to have a sleepover because her aunts, her aunts are the biggest fucking douchebags in the world, by the way, because mm-hmm. first of all, they insist that like, no, 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 please. We insist. She has to come over our house now. You know, we're trying to make this normal for you. Or yeah. I don't understand the whole background, but that seems like it. I, I feel that I've read or saw that before on the show. I don't know. But so, yeah, so she, and then, like, she cancels her book club. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, and then their, their dryer, which we find out is magical. And apparently these, these witches just fucking wish everything into existence. They don't even bother, like, going to the store, you know? Like, yeah. if they want pants, I'll just create them. I mean, isn't that going to, like, create some dimensional rift somewhere? You would you would think so. I, I mean, seems a little reckless to me. Yeah, and why why do they have a magical dryer? Why not? If because they say, oh, it'll fluff and fold, and Caroline Ray says it'll it'll fluff and fold and do all this stuff. But you could just do that like by waving your your finger or whatever. So, oh my God, how much would you pay for a dryer that could fold the clothes as well? Oh I, yeah, absolutely, I'd love it. <laughs> I mean, the next mousetrap, I want the next fucking, uh, and by next, I mean first uh, clothes folding dryer. Exactly. I would even put up with uh, a, a little midget uh, covered in soap running around yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, um, they, they schedule, or the repairman finally comes around, you know, within his 30-year uh, uh, maintenance period or maintenance call, you know, 
availability. He shows up right when the girl comes over for the sleepover. Um, and then, of course, the uh, these weird brain creatures show up that the ants had invited for this, the uh, book club. Mm-hmm. But I guess they, uh, they, had a- they had sent it to them on AOL, but they had to get rid of AOL because the husband was having a problem staying out of chat rooms, which is a very <laughs> weird detail. Yeah. It's the only place that he could find where uh, people don't... Um, well, they, they love him for his mind. Right. And in the meantime, uh, what's her name? Jenny's up there with uh, Sabrina, and oh my god, she's like, this girl's really obsessed, first of all, by letting her kind of new friend know that she believes in like the, all these weird, like, uh, yeah. imaginary things, like different realms, and like she thinks like the, the Chronicles of Narnia is real. Yeah, exactly. He's like, alright, now you tell me a secret. It's like, what? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Here's my biggest secret, is I, uh, I believe in fucking spirits. it's almost like if 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 it had been revealed later that it was like the fbi or the cia or something like that uh you know doing a sting on sabrina i would have believed that (laughs) that's how weird like her her conversation is oh yeah you know i really love witches what's your biggest secret yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's. It's. It's the weirdest. Like, it, it, there's no like pretense of a uh, a plot or you know anything like that. But so then like uh, like Jenny like uh goes c- because earlier Caroline Ray's witch character was having this weird conversation about towels. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Oh, that inspired me to look at your towels." So she t- she talks to the cat who you know is just saying meow. Uh, you know, to his credit at this point. Right. And then uh, so so then um Jenny goes into the closet and whoops they forgot to tell us or maybe they had said in previous episodes I'm not really sure I, I haven't watched it that much mm-hmm. uh, but she's in a fucking uh, different realm and the realm is limbo yeah it's not like some made up realm it's just literally like limbo yep they're in limbo apparently that's where Penn and Teller live uh the actual people as well as Drell and whatever the other guy's name is um. And yeah, she's uh, she's it's very literal. You have to limbo into limbo. Yeah, the very very good joke, very smart joke. <laughs> but yeah, he's got you got a limbo under there. And by the way, uh, uh, Teller or I mean, um, yeah, Teller, it like beckons her in to where Drell is. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, he does. And uh, once Drell sees her, he's like, "Oh, you're immortal." Um, well, you know, then, uh, I'm going to turn you into a cricket. So he turns her into a cricket. Grasshopper. Or grasshopper. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And she's in a jar and then he's, uh, going around in his unicycle and then, um, uh, Sabrina and her aunt show up and, uh, there's like, there's this, I think this other person might be from whose line is it anyway? Do you remember the ones with the lady from England? Josie, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, wait, I think you, I think you, uh, tweeted her before. Remember that one lady? Is that her? Let me see. Um, I feel that it might be. It kind of looks like her, but I could be wrong. So let's see. Uh, let's. Oh no, the woman that plays the rules bearer is Morwina Banks. Uh, huh? Is she anything else? She looks very familiar. I thought she was that one. Like she, she does kind of look like her for sure. Um, she was in Alien Autopsy. Huh. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. A uh, bunch of Brit- wow, she's got a very extensive filmography though. Um, let's see. Oh, she was on Saturday Night Live apparently at some point in her life. Huh. She did a voice. Yeah. On- she did a voice on Danger Mouse. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Huh. Let's see Wait. a bunch of uh, uh, British stuff. Up the women. Oh my god. <laughs> 
there's there's a British show called Up the Women. Oh my! <laughs> a group of suffragettes band together to spread the word, but they need to learn their own lessons first. Do they? Interesting. Up the women. That's what she's. Oh, uh, but yeah. So, so she's a rules bearer, and like, uh, she you know reads, you know, she verifies for them that oh, there is a rule that mortals have to be turned into a uh, you know mm-hmm. a beast or like a creepy beast or something like that, basically a bug. Yeah. But then she follows uh, Sabrina out because Sabrina, by the way, does not mind. She just is only inconvenienced by her friend being turned into a grasshopper. Right. <laughs> because remember, at this point, she literally she believes it to be one hundred percent true and literal that she can never change her from a grasshopper back to a person. Mm-hmm. Yep. She doesn't know until the real rules bearer informs her that there's loopholes. So she's like, "Yeah, oh, that sucks. My, I don't. My, I have to make a new friend." Is basically what she feels about. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, that's over now. Well, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So the rules bearer uh, tells her about all these loopholes, and then one of the loopholes is to if the person doesn't realize that they were in there, then you know they're uh, they're exempt and they can go back to the mortal realm. So. Sabrina and her aunts uh, decide to uh, to make it look like she make her think she's in a dream. So they have all this really like really wacky stuff. Like she's taking a test, she's running, and, and then at one point she goes, "Oh, uh, I, if, if I'm dreaming, then Jack Wagner would be here. Jack Wagner is always in my dreams." And then she snaps her fingers, and like Jack Wagner's there. Yeah. And like you know, he goes over. He's like, "What's what's going on here?" She goes, "You were in my other dreams." He's like, "I don't know what's what's happening." And then like she like snaps him out again, mm-hmm. which to me is it must be like the most terrifying experience ever. Seriously, you're just like a little kind of like pretty kind of famous, I guess. Like you know, soap opera guy. Probably you know you're probably well off financially. You have a lot of fans. You know, you're not so mm-hmm. famous that you can't like go anywhere. But then all of a sudden, you just like blink out of existence and appear <laughs> in this weird realm. With with and mind you, the props be damned. This is supposed to be actually giant pieces of fruit, not these giant, very fake looking pieces of fruit. Right. So Jack Wagner, you know, you know, excusing the uh, the set design, is in this weird realm of giant fruit, and like this woman like walks to. By the way, um, he was a mortal that also appeared in Limbo. So why didn't he get turned into a fucking cricket? Right. And another part about that too is they say something about like his brother or like oh look your mom's coming or something like that, mm. and they look they look like, you know past the camera. Uh, as far as I know, they they, actually, they must have actually done something there because why else would they be reacting? So they literally are like his brothers out in the field or something weird like that. <laughs> right. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, terrible. And, I, and another thing I was thinking about quite a bit was uh, while they're doing this whole like wacky like dream sequence, which is like the dumbest thing ever. Like I, I think they improvised it. That's how dumb this thing. Oh yeah, it was not good. Yeah, but then like I wonder like what what Pin's thinking because you can see him in the background the whole time. I wonder what he's just like is going through his mind at that point. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh my god, what the hell did I do here? What am I? What am I doing? What does my life come to? <laughs> right. Or maybe he's just laughing at how much money he's making for that short period of time. Could be. That's what I'd be doing probably. Um. But yeah, so then uh, she goes back, and then they levitate her back into her bed. And I guess she's sleeping on the bed. I don't understand what arrangement they have as far as the sleepover goes. <laughs> right. I don't really go, go, get into it too far. You take. But you see bed. Sabrina like put. I think Sabrina's sleeping on the floor because I think she's putting like her her uh, blanket down there and mm-hmm. her later. Around. That is yeah, nice. Whole, yeah, we forgot to mention that the repairman for the magic washing machine has a tail. It's like this giant like raccoon tail. 
Yeah, and once he hears that Immortal's there, he's like, oh, I would tug it in, but it itches. Right, like, he doesn't care that he breaks this, like, weird fucking, like, you know, witches, like, you know, agreement or whatever they have there. Mm-hmm. And then the Lent Gremlin is running around. That is, that's what was the problem with the magic washing machine or dryer. But right. the problem is, it's, like, the slowest moving thing ever, and just nobody can catch up to it. Nobody's even... It, it would be the easiest thing ever to stop this creature. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's clearly like a, a child or like a little person, you know, who's not very fast. Because he, he, you get the feeling that Caroline Ray could just lap him if you wanted to. Like, he, that's how slow this guy is. Right. I mean, even this old-ass repairman could probably catch up with him. Yeah, I don't see how he couldn't or somebody could just block him on the way out. But what, yeah, so... What's he going to do with that with that gremlin once he gets it? He's going to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, come on. What, what do you think he's going to do with that tail? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And that's how he gets another tail. That's right. And then when Rick tells the story to his buddy, he goes, and now that's a tail for another time. They all laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so of course, it's like, it's like in the, assuming, I assume like she's the mortal, like her friend Jenny or whatever her name is, would be in some kind of danger if like she was discovered to know all the stuff. But it's like, it's, it's like basically like the Adams family fucking this going around this house. This podcast is part of the Big like Heads Media Podcast Network. Coma. Go to bigheadsmedia.com yeah, yeah, the, for more the great brains podcasts. in a jar, like one of them falls over because uh, they get in an argument and the, the female brain, which is colored pink... <laughs> pushes the male brain which is colored blue off of the table and his jar breaks so then they have to put him in the jar with the the woman it's i don't the whole like there's just like you said it's just banana sandwich out, outside of uh the bedroom when she's asleep yeah i don't i don't get this but yeah it's uh not a very good show uh the the episode i mean the only even the audience only laughed when the uh the reader of the rules like dropped the scroll it was like you know the typical like super long list of rules that mm-hmm. when you think it's only gonna be like maybe a handful yeah like you can tell nobody i don't think anybody enjoyed the show at all no and I, I, how it stayed on for you said like six seasons or i don't know if you were just making that up or what but no that's yeah it was about it was yeah it's like six seven seasons yeah how that's possible i don't know i mean maybe a deal with the devil's made if that's real i imagine this would be a prime example of uh, proof that they exist mm-hmm. yeah, exactly it's a very, very, very bad show. I uh, do not recommend it for. There's, I mean, I like. I'm glad that Pitt and Teller made money from this. That's the only redemption I get from watching this. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. The guy that played the TV repairman, uh, his name is um, what's his name? Luther Vandross. Chuck McCann, and he was on. A lot, like a lot of stuff. Like he was in Ladybugs, and and uh, he was in a couple Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, yeah he's like one of the, like, those that guys. You know, like, oh look, it's mm-hmm. that guy. But he was in a movie that I just found uh, called "That's Adequate," and it apparently it stars Bruce Willis. <laughs> and it's like that's how Bruce Willis treated his entire career. <laughs> Right? Was that take good? That's that's adequate. <laughs> that should be the name of his autobiography. That's adequate. Apparently, it's a fake documentary about a fictional Hollywood film studio. Um, it's uh, it's a 1989 film 
uh, Bruce Willis is on the cover, but it actually apparently uh, the host is uh, Tony Randall. <laughs> and then like Jerry Siller, Stiller's in it with Ann Mira, uh, James Coco. Like this is like, this is going back really far in comedy. Like, uh, are we sure this isn't Cannonball Run you're talking about? <laughs> no, this is not the original uh, Cannonball Run. Susan Day's in it. Robert Downey Jr.'s in this movie. Richard Lewis is in this movie. <laughs> Jeez. Do you know who Stuart Pankin is? Uh, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know. He was on uh, a TV show that was on HBO that I used to love when I was a little kid called uh, Not Necessarily the News. I've heard of that show, but I, again, I, I don't think I can recall a specific segment from. I think you'd probably recognize him if you saw him. He's another one of the like those that guys. Um, but yeah, this has got to be... I kind of want to watch this movie <laughs> It's probably terrible. It, you know what? Bruce Willis, Bruce, Bruce Willis isn't even listed in the cast of the uh, movie, but he's on the cover of the VHS. Is, it, is that oh just no. a commentary about him in general? I don't know. Maybe he was like the only celebrity in it at the time. Holy shit. Oh, all right. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Not not good i didn't uh i didn't enjoy it my wife keeps telling me oh the the show's much better than than this episode and you should watch other episodes and i say no no thanks i'm good yes yes uh all right but uh that is our episode for the week as always you can uh write us uh as if you listen to the normal or the not the normal show but they're all they're all abnormal but if you listen to our main show, uh, you'll have heard that we've started to read some some emails from uh, listeners kind enough to write in. So if you want to ask one us a douchebag named Brandon, <laughs> if you want to ask us a question, um, if you want to. Is that his name? I, think, I don't think that's his name. It but is he his knows name. It was his name, Good. Brandon. Good. Brandon. was. But if you want to ask us a question, if you have a comment, if you want to swear at us, apparently, you can uh, you can write to us, uh, MassiveLateFeet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, all those places, MassiveLateFeet. Just search us and you will find us on all the social medias. Uh, until next week, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling friends. And we will see you next time. Yeah, Brandon, as soon as you get done playing with that uh, uh, lightsaber fleshlight you got there, uh, go ahead and uh, unsubscribe for a podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we will see. We will see everyone but Brandon next time.